You're listening to Moonbase Theta Out, Remixed, a reimagining of Season 1. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brogado-Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 4th, 2098. The time is 10.15. We are now at 20 weeks before base shutdown. According to guidelines, the majority of our crew has gone into stasis to conserve resources. Still awake from our 42-person complement are myself, Nessa Chong, Agriculture, Ashwini Ray, Astrophysics, Michel Longois, Security, and Wilder, Base Maintenance. Uh, This is, as per your list, other than the replacement with Nessa, our other farmer, Harold McVett, was a medical induction due to respiratory distress. A full report will be transmitted after this broadcast. Tasks for the shutdown sequence are outlined in the memo approved by senior management. These will be assigned as they best suit each team member and include the ramping down of all mining operations, programming the radio telescopes for remote operation, closing down all active experiments and saving off data. Uh, Experiments requiring special attention include Bristle, where the hedgehogs will need to transition to Earth's standard atmosphere, Pixie, where the hallucinogenic agents must be neutralised without aspiration, and decisions must be made regarding the mutated tardigrades from Project Growbear. All team members will assist in the sterilising and space-proofing of laboratory areas as they are closed off. All active crew will also take shifts monitoring the stasis pods, as we have already noted some variations in the reports. Uh, We'd like to request the full shutdown logs from bases Alpha through Eta to see if they've experienced any of the same. None of us are experts in this area, and the additional data would be helpful. Naturally, we're all looking forward to waking up safe and sound back on Earth, and we appreciate you making this a priority. We would have accessed the information directly, but our link to the bases on the near side remains broken. I'd like to take an inspection tour of the microwave transmission towers. Please see my requests of June 28, July 12th, and August 1. Michel will not release the rover vehicle for my use without your signed approval, despite my numerous, numerous requests. Of course, this means that we have lost video links as well, and with them, our view of Earth and how things are going down there. We're starting to forget your face. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 85%, water is at 63%. These will continue to increase with mining at current levels. We've switched power to the polar stations as we're currently in dark phase. Uh, Food stores are sufficient, particularly now that there are only five of us to fight over the drumsticks, and three are vegan. I'll attach the numbers for that survey the entertainment wing sent up. We had every crew member run through it pre-stasis. The foie gras track had the most heat as far as olfactory goes, but in the traditional media, the sense around from Hanuman's children was more of a hit. 
Uh, everyone's excited to live that one on release day. Regarding your comment on my last transmission, if you review my employment contract, page 365, paragraph 1045, subsection 2, I am allocated 15 seconds of each broadcast for personal messages. My personal message is as follows. To my husband, Alexandre, I love you. Give Castor and Pollux a treat for me. I'll be coming home soon. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Brigada Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 11th, 2098. The time is 22.43. Base shutdown is at 19 weeks and counting. All tasks are moving forward on schedule, though with minor variations. There has been some dispute among the extant crew members over who holds responsibility for quality assurance and final task approval. Our management team, of course, went into stasis on your instructions, which left a certain... hmm... vacuum. (laughs) Perhaps in space you believed that was unavoidable. (laughs) But it is becoming an issue particularly in the monitoring of the telescopic arrays. Clarification is requested. With the reduction in active personnel, we've all been taking shifts in the observatory. Dr Ray, Ashwini, is immersed in data analysis, particularly as deadlines loom in our schedule. They've even taken to sleeping in the chamber. We assist by monitoring the flow in real time both from the radio antenna array and the multi-wavelength optical telescopes. Optical monitoring is, of course, only useful when observing closer and more erratic cosmic phenomena. We log variations for review and, if they are marked for follow-up, we alter our focus in that direction. In theory, these decisions come from Ashwini as well, but a lot of it has been passed on to bots they've written into the network. Direct feedback or sign-off on our labour is non-existent. It has been intriguing, being brought up to speed on the radio array, learning to read the data, (sighs) to be sitting hundreds of metres underground, the array spanning the breadth of the Daedalus crater above us. All of space filtered down in streams of numbers, in correlations and profiles that Viral like the galaxies they reflect, quasars, nebulae, the unbelievable mass of a black hole, invisible but radiant gas clouds, wavelengths too massive to measure through mirrors and glass. It's a magnificence unimaginable to the naked eye. Of course, it's my responsibility as communications to capture it all, both for reports and to use in crafting outgoing messages. But there have been issues. Michelle keeps inserting themselves into the process as if we all report to them, as if security in the natural order of things trumps science or necessity or beauty. 
Certainly, if we find evidence of an incipient alien invasion or encroaching development by a rival corporate entity, they'll be the first we alert. But otherwise, you see the issue. If you could provide a memo, perhaps outline a reporting structure for these situations? Oh, I'm not suggesting that I be put in charge. I believe Dr. Ray is still capable, given proper motivation and reminders to manage their area. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 90% and are being converted and stored for transfer on the returning supply rocket. Water is at 60%, a slight decrease due to an accident caused when the sewage tanks were vented directly to the surface. Please note the attached map and adjust your landing locations appropriately. Two final notes, both referring back to my previous transmission. First, we requested copies of the Nearside Bases shutdown logs for review. So far, our stasis pods have remained stable, but these would assist in reducing some significant safety concerns. Second, regarding my request for vehicle access to inspect and repair the microwave transmission towers. Michelle has informed me that this is now pending with security for approval. I'd ask you to reconsider and respond directly. Personal message follows from this point. Alessandra. I'm missing you terribly today. Pets to Cass and Paul. Have you been watching what they eat? You know how they get during squirrel season. You've been on my mind so often through the days, wishing I could share all this with you. Should we ever need to escape the strife on Earth? I've claimed a nebula in your name. The mathematics are... Absolutely lovely. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting. This is Roger Brigado Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 18th, 2098. Time is 9.22 and 36 seconds. Base shut down 18 weeks. The supply rocket has not arrived. With our ongoing transmission issues, we are only alerted when the rocket reaches line of sight with Theta, or if a message is sent via satellite, of which there are none currently within range. Thus, we have no news as to whether this is a delay en route, if the rocket was ever launched, or if there is some more significant issue of which we have not been informed. The primary consideration with this delay is the Helium-3 stores. The tanks are currently on the surface, awaiting retrieval. However, the loading dock is within full sunlight. We shifted back to day this week, and it is difficult to maintain temperature for superfluid storage. Moving the tanks back underground would cause significant delays when the rocket does eventually arrive, but may prove necessary. And of course, vehicle access to retrieve will require additional approval from base security. Ugh. Most standard on- and offload items are lower priority, although since NASA has taken over rationing and run an inventory, it is noted we are dangerously low on chocolate.
stasis pods, as per your recent instructions, will be maintained on base for the time being. I have provided a log of the warning light configurations we've noted. If you cannot release the other base logs, then please have your analysts compare and advise from that data. There are only three more rockets scheduled over which we can spread the offload of our personnel. In the meantime, we have begun to sterilize and decommission unused station areas. As mentioned in my previous broadcast, there were a few issues that required additional sterilization, and we've only just moved on to the crew quarters. While everyone was requested to move personal items into storage, wipe all media files, and initiate their own cleaning protocols, this has turned out to not be the case. It's like being a student warden in half-term. Dirty clothing stuffed into cubby holes, used food trays, although those did allow us to secure most of the fruit flies, which had disappeared from the genetics lab, a variety of contraceptive devices, several religious icons, several football banners, which were, of course, banned from open display during the last World Cup, three pizza pops, which Nessa has confirmed were never a part of official stores, and a hedgehog who had been written off as deceased in the labs, apparently being kept as a pet. Finally, some of the hydroponics equipment from our farm made its way back to the personal quarters of Harold McVett in agriculture. I only mention this here because he, um, well, the particular crop they were cultivating may have had to do with their respiratory issues. <laughs> as required by the entertainment wing, we have been checking all media files for rights management. There were several bootleg copies of Chennai Commandos being passed around, as well as multi-tracks by Depression Z and a few questionable Cortex apps. All details were logged and provided to Michelle for reporting. It appears that the satellite has moved into range, while they composed this message with no updates regarding the status of our supply rocket. Please reply as soon as you receive this broadcast. Alexander, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to, I have to get this sent out. All my love. Please take care of yourself. I'm already looking forward to the day I'm back in our terrible, lumpy bed. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting Roger Brigada Fisher, Moonbase Theta. The date is August 25th, 2098, 8.45 in the morning, 17 weeks before base shutdown. Your reply to my previous message, rocket delay, border skirmishes affecting access to Alicantra launch pad, with no further explanation? The rocket itself, of course, is needed. We have moved the Helium-3 tanks back underground for the time being, though storage space is limited. But on an emotional level, several crew members have friends and contacts in the areas affected by the ongoing Rio-Sao Paulo enclave disputes. You should know from my personnel file that I hold Rio's citizenship, and my husband resides there now. We await additional information, hopefully by the next satellite pass-by. If the supply rocket has not yet launched, Weiler has requested some additional items for base repairs. Five meters of reinforced vacuum jumper hose, three XR-sized air filters for laboratory use. We're still cleaning out the PIX-E experiment, and I'm quoting, as much duct tape as you can spare. <laughs> I've done a few shifts lately assisting Wilder on their rounds. The duct tape is an absolute must-have. 
What they do with tape and twist ties to a fusion reactor is both impressive and horrifying at the same time. I don't know where we'd be without them. Actually, I do, and it would involve a lot less component molecules than any of us are comfortable with. I'd also ask that you place my positive endorsement in their file. I know security has ongoing concerns about the trustworthiness of enhanced persons. That prejudice needs to be eradicated. Particularly as our security representative has been less than circumspect of late. I know you'll have received a report on the incident, but as I was also in the quarters where they were discovered, I'd like to corroborate. I won't go into details, but it was definitely not their private space or their private time, but the activities exposed were very private indeed. While both are responsible for the incident, I feel that security has an extra duty to exercise discretion. I'm sorry, let me find my place. Rocket delay, Rio, base repairs, the Michelle Nessa thing. Oh, in response to my report on the discovered contraband, I was asked to provide details connecting names to the illicit items listed. At the time, we didn't log that information. It had not been requested, and at this date, I'm afraid my memory fails. Uh, base operations. All levels are staying within levels. HE3 is at... um. 32%. This is our storage, not the tanks for retrieval. Water is back up to 70% and stable. Power supply is optimal, fully on local panels until we go dark later in the week. Food stores are still adequate, though the requests submitted previously remain outstanding until rocket arrival. Please, provide further details at the highest priority, both on the rocket schedule and the current situation that is causing the delays. I will monitor for updates. Personal message following to my husband. Please write back as soon as this is delivered. I don't know what's going on there and... A few words are enough. Just tell me you're okay. I love you. Stay safe. Castor and Pollux, safe. All of you, safe. I love you. Moonbase Theta out. Broadcasting, Roger Brigada Fisher speaking, communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is September 1st, 2098. The time is 2043, 16 weeks, still counting down. The rocket has just departed. It took most of the day to move the tanks back to the surface and unload. They made the return window with only minutes to spare. A full manifest will be sent by separate broadcast for your reference. Due to the loading schedule, I've only been able to sit now and listen to your message. The news that the Enclaves are operating once again has relieved some tension among the crew. Thank you for that. However, your assurances that all family members and corporate employees are safely accounted for without providing personal details or direct messages from the same are not making us feel all that secure. Just a few words from our loved ones as soon as possible. Any message from them at all would be... I'm sure you understand. We, um, appreciate your ongoing efforts in this area. Tasks for the shutdown sequence continue. Ashwini has upgraded the automation on the radio telescope array. 
which has allowed us to scale back on monitoring duties. However, this has not resulted in their emergence from the observatory, not even at mealtimes. Helium mining operations continue, while ice mining has moved to lower priority. The reduction of these duties has allowed for a more constant supervision of the stasis pods. Wilder was able to find documentation that indicates the warning lights could be due to power fluctuations. Please confirm if you are able. I've also been assisting Nessa with the hydroponic farm system. While our needs for produce and cultured proteins have diminished, scaling back has to happen in delicate steps, as the farm is tied into the air and water scrubbing mechanism for the base. Also, there are aesthetic and emotional considerations. Everyone tends to linger there on break and recreation periods. It's a welcome change from the sterile functionality of the other living areas. Much of the welcoming atmosphere comes from Nessa themselves, and that would be more difficult to reproduce. We've shared certain tasks since I took over responsibility for the genetic archives, but I've come to appreciate them even more while assisting on the farm. If our management issues continue, there could be a worse choice to fill in the gaps. Nessa is personable, listens closely, and offers valuable feedback and they have a remarkable mastery of base rules and regulations. When Michelle came in complaining about secure protocols, Nessa had the appropriate terms and conditions right on the tip of their tongue, barely a pause despite the uh, history between the two. It was impressive. Shortly thereafter, I was informed by Michelle that there will be a coded security report to broadcast later today. Be aware that is forthcoming. To, uh, my Alexandre. Sorry, this is the personal message portion of the broadcast. To Alexandre. Whenever you receive my messages, please respond. Please let me know where you are and how you're doing. It's been a tense few weeks. Working the farm, I've been reminded of our garden. The planting and harvesting... Walking beside the rose while dusk shadows the sky and stars and satellites become visible. The scent of the flowers, the rustling of stalks in the breeze, your hand in mine. <sighs> I've been reading that book of poetry you sent me. I found the one you loved as a child. Slipping softly through the sky, little horned happy moon, can you hear me up so high? Will you come down soon? On my nursery window sill, will you stay your steady flight and then float away with me through the summer night? Brushing over the tops of trees, playing hide and seek with stars, peeping up through shiny clouds, at Jupiter or Mars. I shall fill my lap with roses gathered in the Milky Way, all to carry home to Mother. Oh, what will she say? Little rocking sailing moon, do you hear me shout, ahoy? Just a little nearer, moon, to please a little boy. Moonbase Theta, 
out. Broadcasting. This is Roger Bergato Fisher, communications on Moonbase Theta. The date is September 9th, 2098. The time is 12.54. On a personal note, thank you for passing along word from my husband. Even though it fell between the regular weekly schedule for transmission, it was greatly appreciated. We are at 15 weeks before the scheduled base shutdown. We understand that schedule is now in dispute due to restructuring after the merger of the Rio and Sao Paulo enclaves. There was some confusion in the memo received from your office, or from whichever office now holds over Moonbase operations, and I would like to reply to your queries point by point. <clears throat> if you refer back to my broadcast of August 11th, a full transcript is available if the audio file has been misplaced. I outlined my experience with and feelings regarding the use of the telescopic array. As this was one of the priority tasks that led to the construction of a far side moon base to begin with, and as automation has already reduced this to a single person's responsibility, and that person is particularly dedicated, my recommendation would be to keep both eyes open until the last possible moment. To the related suggestion that mining become our primary focus, both helium and ice mining has continued at full capacity. There have been outside delays which have affected productivity, rockets arriving off schedule and a few bad solar flare days in the previous cycle. These could not be improved by shifting personnel from other shutdown sequences. I have Wilder's assurances in this regard, and no one better understands the system and its mechanisms. The current active experiments, the hydroponic farms, and the rest of your list of unnecessary responsibilities are all in the process of being ramped down as it is. I have attached a copy of the original target dates for each instance, which leads us to your primary and most complicated request. You've asked if we could complete all base shutdown activities and automations, including all active crew sent to stasis, by the mid-October rocket. That would compress our schedule almost exactly by half. I'm not sure if you're aware of the ramifications. Astrophysics and observation, agriculture, mechanical and maintenance, the mining operations, the scientific experiments, and the genetic archives. Each of these is a valuable part of the Moonbase project. Each was implemented under rigorous corporate guidelines and has been through yearly review and retooling, and each underwent a six-month analysis to define the best flow for reaching base shutdown to the greatest benefit. We understand that with new project ownership can come new loyalties. Certainly, our security representative must have thought so, as they seem to have advised. <laughs> Without any real technical knowledge or consultation, I might add that this amended schedule is feasible. My opinion, our opinion, as I speak for the entire technical crew currently available, is that we should hold the course for the best of all involved. Thank you for your consideration in this matter. As you spin up to speed regarding Theta and pending base communications, I hope you'll process outstanding requests in a timely fashion. Of particular concern on my part is an ongoing issue with the towers connecting us with the larger comm system. I've submitted requests on several occasions that are currently bottlenecked due to security, 
and I'd like to resolve this issue as soon as possible. Several crew members have asked if HR could forward an updated version of the Moonbase Employee Compensation and Benefit Package, if any changes have been made due to the transfer in ownership. Of particular interest was whether we retain unlimited decontamination coverage. Personal message follows. Please see my file if you have questions. This portion of the broadcast is to be provided to my legal listed contact. Alex, love, it was wonderful to finally hear your voice. I hope you'll all be able to move back home soon, and please, if things are anywhere near as dire as you say, hire a cleaning service. <laughs> I promise, as long as you keep replying, Ali's off on the poetry. I love you. Oh, uh, non-personal message, additional. I received the note from Entertainment about the verses I read into my last broadcast. The work of Amy Lowell is currently within the public domain, and I will not sign the agreement you've provided. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting! This is Roger Brigade Fisher, Communications, Moonbase Theta. The date is September 15th, 2098. Time is 2.29, 14 weeks before base shutdown. Base operations remain within acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 66% ahead of schedule for next rocket offload October 5th. Water is at 82% and stable. Power levels are optimal on local panels. We move back to light phase this week. Rations and miscellaneous supplies are good. Astrophysics continues to monitor the readings provided by both radio and telescopic arrays. Agriculture has been scaling back food production and recycling operations on schedule as fresh rations have reached optimal levels. Huzzah! Additional base areas have been decommissioned and depressurised thanks to maintenance, who also kept up mechanical repairs and continue to supervise all mining operations. Security, t t t. Well, presumably, uh, they report their progress to you directly. Yes. Uh, thank you for your confirmation that the original dates for full base shutdown will be held. We, oh, very much appreciate your confidence in our schedule and our abilities. Thumbs up. Uh, your new base directives have been received and disseminated to all personnel. It's understood that you expect these to be implemented as of this date to the letter provided. All data regarding the stasis pods is to be submitted in full for review by your experts on Earth. We are not to attempt any direct action in this matter, but are to wait for your instructions. The automation of telescopic arrays is to be made a priority in order to free up crew hours for other key tasks. Analysis of outstanding data may continue for now, but should be scaled back considerably. As mentioned in your previous communication, any additional availability due to these and previously scheduled changes should be applied to the HE3 mining operations. Agriculture is currently implementing the requested changeover of all cultured proteins to the company's new Ensoyment brand. Responses have been generally 
positive and the crew has been informed that any pictures tagged with the assignment button will receive credits for additional leave time on Earth. I'm sure you'll see those coming through shortly. I might do one myself. As I'm sure you're aware, there were issues with the previous management due to lack of clarity in reporting structures. It is obvious that you prefer a style where all decisions and changes in initiative come directly from the programme supervisors there on Earth. This is a... This is heard and acknowledged. For this administrative style to be optimal, clear and open lines of communication are an absolute necessity. I refer, of course, to the cross-moon microwave tower network, which needed to be brought back to operating status. This would allow for more frequent communication both to and from Earth. Please see my recent reports. Uh, There is one new directive I haven't yet mentioned. This is your assignment to communications to myself that I begin to monitor all internal base messaging, both of a professional and personal nature. I am to provide reports on the content of said conversations as well as offering suggestions regarding censoring where this wording particularly struck me where appropriate it is obvious that my protests will fall on deaf ears but the the line reading this is not a request in capital letters was uh, something of a hint so I will restrict my commentary to a single point you end this with the comment Quote, of particular concern should be the communications of agriculturalist Chong. End quote. I'd like to ask why. If you've been told something by our security, I'd like you to... I'd ask you to review personnel notes for both Nessa and Michelle and just consider how their previous interactions might colour any... Negative statements. That said, I acknowledge and confirm the instructions provided. A personal message to follow. Dear Alexander, welcome home. I hope there wasn't too much of a mess, because I I don't believe I authorised the production of puppies in my absence. Make sure to name one after me, won't you? And make sure uh, that they all find good homes that are not ours. I love you. Moonbase Theatre out. Broadcasting. Roger Brigado Fisher, Moonbase Theatre, September 22nd, 2098. Emergency alert to all teams receiving this broadcast. We have identified a potential collision event, an asteroid that we believe could impact planet side. Please distribute this report to all relevant parties. Again, we have found an astronomical object on course with Earth. 
Using the base's full range of telescopic arrays, we have identified an asteroid not previously known or tracked to this date, on a path that could bring it into range for a terrestrial impact event. This object originated from outside our system and entered close enough to the sun that it was previously unidentifiable by our instruments and remains so to any planet-side viewing stations. What we've been able to discover is that this is an M-type nickel-iron composition asteroid, approximately 95 meters in breadth, approaching at 8 kilometers per second. Provisional designation of the object would be 2098SK156, but to simplify things, we are calling it SK. The current projected path for SK could easily take it within the Earth's atmosphere. Potential impact sites have not yet been identified. Uh, the calculations were quite complicated. There is the possibility that it might fragment before hitting us, or carom between two orbital debris and be diverted, or even impact here on the moon. The moon is hit by about 28 kilograms of material per day with no significant atmosphere to cushion the impact, so, you know, you might say we're specialists in this area. You'll recall the meteor strike of June 2082, which created the Grass Tyson crater and demolished our first mining operations on this side. I was actually part of the initial discovery. Uh, I, I continued to take shifts in the observatory as part of my duties to craft the spaceward broadcast sent out by the array, so I help now and then with the monitoring as well. The initial radio reflections were so minute, uh, partially hidden by noise from the sun itself, I didn't even notice them. But Ashwini caught on right away, recalibrated, and focused the array to that direction. I've actually never seen them that agitated. They practically raised their voice, and they actually left the room for a few moments to think. It was something to see. I'm sorry, of course, this is a serious situation. A full report regarding the asteroid SK, including copies of all relevant data and projections, is being prepared by astrophysicist Ashwini Ray and will be submitted by separate broadcast as soon as completed. We will await your instructions. Uh, base operations remain at acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 74%. Water remains stable. Power levels are optimal. Rations are generally good. We've had to reduce provided sweets and snack items, but morale remains positive in that area. There are a few minor supply requests. I'll have Wilder provide a list before my next broadcast. We've reviewed your analysis regarding the stasis pod fluctuations. While an acceptable level of efficiency is a positive result, we'd like to know more about how the data compares to the near-side bases. The warning lights continue to be a concern. I have yet to begin the review of initial communications that you requested as of September 15th. Obviously, the current emergency had to take priority. We've all adjusted our focus and our duties. NASA in particular has taken up additional responsibilities during this crisis moment, particularly in resource allocation and personnel management. This should be noted in their file. Once more, to all receiving, there is an astronomical object approaching Earth on an impact course. Please review the additional documentation appended. We will provide further data as it becomes available. Note that 
we would have relayed this message far more quickly if it were not for current issues with the communications towers. Personal message. Alessandra, I promise you, everything will be okay. I love you. Best to the hounds and everyone there. Moonbase Theta, out. Broadcasting. This is Roger Bragado-Fisher, Communications Lead, Moonbase Theta. The date is September 29th, 2098. Time is 8.34. We are at 12 weeks before base shutdown, resuming normal operations and holding to our schedule. Following up on our broadcast of the 22nd, the asteroid known as 2098SK156 is no longer a threat. I repeat, SK is no longer an astronomical object of any concern. Emergency status is complete. The course of events is as follows. Two days ago, at approximately 9.42 lunar standard time, we observed by radio telescopic array that the path of the asteroid had varied to the point where it would pass within 5,200 kilometers of the planet Venus. This brought it just within the tipping point of Venus's gravity well and into a parabolic orbit. On escaping that planet's pole, it will have been taken 79 degrees off the original trajectory and well far from the Earth or the Moon. That's the important part. I'll leave it to Ashwini to provide the mathematical details. I've been asked to note that this possibility was included in the calculations they previously provided. We will monitor this progression closely and continue to keep watch for any other objects that might encroach. We'll continue to feed data for review by your observatory's planet side. As noted in last week's broadcast, this particular object was only visible to our instrumentation on base. Offloading procedures have begun in preparation for next week's rocket arrival. Helium storage tanks and personnel stasis pods are being prepped for transport. HE3 will be transported in the usual tanks, also being used as the stasis cooling liquid. We have identified the pods for priority removal that have shown the warning light sequence previously discussed. After personnel are revived and those pods are decommissioned, hopefully you can identify the issues. A list of personnel for transport has been attached so you can issue the appropriate notifications. Maintenance has provided the following supply requests. Additional stock of duct and electrical tape. A replacement 13mm socket suitable for cybernetic attachment. A dozen air fresheners. Lilac lavender scent. And two bags of the seeding salts previously detailed in notes for experiment Grobear. Also, if you can provide any chocolate, it go a long way. In your most recent message, you asked for a report on crew morale. There's no question there have been a few difficulties. The changeover in management. The stress of continued changes to the task list for base shutdown. The emotional difficulty of watching over our colleagues already in stasis. The end of our term on Theta is becoming visible, and I suppose we're wondering just what we've accomplished.
We're looking forward to life on Earth, but also looking for the meaning in our time here on the moon. Sometimes you throw yourself more fully into your work, and sometimes you find yourself staring off into... I'm just waiting for it to end, you know? Agriculturist Chong has been organizing intramural competitions and game sessions to try to jolt everyone out of their funk. <laughs> they play a mean hand of tin card sueka. Even Michelle has joined in at times, and <laughs> if anyone needs to shake themselves loose. <laughs> there are always the standard distractions. I don't believe anyone in the crew is having sex these days. At least not with each other. But, uh, the sense-around library is being accessed regularly by those who have kept up their licenses. Lately, the Shaolin Super Team series has seen a lot of access. Oh, we've all lived Professor Wing a time or two. <laughs> Ashwini has licenses for the Narnia properties. I heard them talking to a fawn under their breath in their cubicle. Full logs are available to the entertainment group, as required. Base operations remain at acceptable levels. Helium-3 stores are at 98%, currently being converted to superfluid state and stored for transport. Water remains stable. Rations are generally stable. Uh, we've switched back to the solar panels at the poles for power supply, but have had to rely on generators a few times while Wilder tracked down some wiring issues. Personal message to follow, as usual, to my husband. Hey, love. Are you counting down? Hopefully nothing happened to the kitchen cabinets during those recent upheavals. Because you're going to want to look on the top shelf above the waffle iron. But not until Thursday. I hope the vet went well. Give me an update. I'll talk to you next week. Moonbase, data out. Broadcasting, this is Roger Bergato Fisher, Moonbase Theta, October 6th. 2098-2016. The rocket has just departed on schedule. There was a slight delay due to a faulty locking mechanism on loading hatch 3, but Wilder was able to make repairs with a length of 9-gauge wire and flame-retardant duct tape. Watch for that on the landing. All supplies are checked off on the manifest as received. The helium-3 tanks were loaded without incident and locked in successfully. Not... Loaded in successfully were the personnel stasis pods. We had 15 pods prepared for transport, stacked for loading on the surface, hooked up to temporary connections so there would be no power or coolant interruptions, all as per standard requirements. When your rocket arrived and we opened it up, inside the bay reserved for the pods was nothing. No wire or tubing hookups, none of the required racks or dampers, I suppose we could have stacked them in like shoeboxes. We could have chucked them in there and hoped for the best. Was there a memo we missed? Some change in the target dates? There are only two scheduled rocket landings after this one, and even if we dumped the HE-3 to make more space, we couldn't fit 42 pods into two rockets. Let us know as soon as possible what happened, why we weren't informed, what is going on. I'm sorry. Please advise regarding your plan 
for the offload of base personnel. I'm sure you can understand our anxiety. We await your response. Eleven weeks before base shutdown, normal operations continue. Oshwini monitors the telescope arrays closely, including tracking the SK asteroid, which is now on a path back out of our solar system. Mining operations focused on helium-3 production continue apace. Agriculture and maintenance report no incidents. Fully on schedule. You asked about my previous reference to the work I do in designing spaceward outgoing messages. As well as tracking and exploring astronomical objects, a secondary use of the instrument array is to send wide-range radio frequency messages into space. It may seem a bit... Foolish from a business perspective, though think of all the things we could sell to an alien race. But it's a project that the base administration has always taken seriously. Finding a way to encapsulate the entirety of human experience for an audience that knows nothing of it. Putting concepts down in words with which I have to include a primer for potential species that may not even talk. Making sure anything I include can't be misconstrued or poorly interpreted. It's a challenging task. Obviously, we can't just send, What's up? How's the weather on Proxima B? If you have suggestions, I'd love to hear them. You also insisted that I provide information regarding the internal monitoring, which, of course, has been undertaken. I want to register my continued discomfort with the task, but my current report is as follows. Almost all of Ashwini's conversations are regarding theories and aspects of their analysis, despite the fact that no one they're speaking to could possibly understand the ramifications. Wilder has this really annoying habit of digging up ancient memes from the database and forwarding them around. None of us are certain what a doge is, but we've had about enough. Nessa's personal communications range quite a bit. They offer a lot of emotional support to the rest of the crew, almost a de facto counselor at times. But they also have an odd penchant for true crime media, so you hear more about autopsies and blood spatter than you might want to learn. All harmless, of course. If you want to report on myself, I'm sure anyone would tell you I spend too much time sighing about my family at home. I mean, you're talking about someone who had a clause written into their contract to send sappy messages to their husband every week. I wasn't able to monitor... Michelle's messaging of any sort, it's completely locked down, which I'd assume you're aware of and approve. That's uh, that's all I have to say in this area. Personal message to follow. To my wonderful, amazing, incredibly good-looking and personable husband. Well, that's all the birthday present you're getting from me. All right, all right. What did you think of the orbital? Did it fit? I hope the platinum goes well with the advancing gray in your hair. (laughs) I found another poem in your book. It seemed appropriate. This one is by Anna Hempstead Branch. When I am weary for delight and spent, even as a bird that tries too long its wings, will nest a while amid the grass and sings, So I drop downward from the wonderment of timelessness and space, in which were blent the wind, the sunshine, and the wanderings of all the planets, to the little things that are my grass and flowers, and am content. 
or if in flight my wings should beat so far from the kind grass that is so cool and deep, that it must poise among the winds on high, yet I will sing to thee from star to star, piercing thy sunshine, and will always keep a song for thee amid the farthest sky. Happiest of days. Save some cake, love. We've only got ten more weeks. Moonbase Theta out. You've been listening to Moonbase Theta Out, Remixed, Part 1, Countdown Weeks 20 through 11. Your Rogers were Lee Davis Thalburn, Nedis Howell, Alastair Stewart, Mandy Hall, Karen Heimdall, Dallas Wheatley, Sarah Golding, Sarah Ray Werner, Bonnie Brantley, and Cass McPhee. Episodes were written and edited by DJ Silvis and produced by DJ Silvis and Cass McPhee. Visit monkeymanproductions.com mto remixed to learn more about this project and to learn about the creative endeavors of all our amazing Rogers. Theme music is UN12 by Ramp. Check them out at ramp-music.net. And as always, keep watching the moon. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting than London, England. Three cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Solved by Sherlock Bloody Holmes of... 221 B Baker Street. Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now. God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years. The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at 224B Baker or on our website, 224bbaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck. What's the other 10%? Luck.